Welcome to another episode of Growing in Grace. It has been a crazy, chaotic, stressful past three weeks, which is why I have not posted any content and I am terribly sorry about that. Um, my brother has been in and out of the hospital. He is still in the hospital right now. He's had to have emergency surgery and been in ICU and he was just moved down to the floor yesterday. And I'm not sure exactly how long he will still be there. So those of you that are praying people, please just lift him up in your prayers. Um, I do want to go ahead and forewarn you guys. My kids are in my space right now. So um, you will probably hear them playing. You will probably hear them scream at each other once or twice. Probably more than that if I'm being 100% honest. But um it's okay. We're going to work through this. We have a lot of content to cover. We are in Esther. Still, we are in chapter three. There is a lot, a lot, a lot of content. And those of you that are seeing this on YouTube, I recorded the last podcast, but I could not get my computer to post it to YouTube. And I was recording it from my vlogging camera. So this episode, I'm actually recording from my phone. So that way I can just directly upload it to YouTube and not have any issues. But those of you that are watching on video, I'm going to kind of just show you what we're dealing with today. We have a lot of notes. Um, the entirety of chapter three is highlighted in my Bible. There's a lot of content here and I'm super excited. Arabella agrees. She's also excited about something completely different, but, um, yes, I'm mama. <laughs> I'll read to you in a minute. Okay. But, um, we got a lot of content to cover, so we're going to go ahead and just die right in and get started. Um, we are introduced to Haman in this chapter. Um, now Haman is the antagonist of the entire story of Esther, and some fun facts that I learned about him is his dissension, where he came from. Um, Haman was a descendant of Agag, leader of an ancient enemy of Israel, the Amalekites. And fun fact about the Amalekites is they had opposed Israel from the beginning. They were enemies of Israel from the very, very start. When the Israelites had departed Egypt under Moses... This is when kind of a lot of this rivalry or enemy happened. So Haman's head of the Jews was ingrained into his very being. It's kind of what he was brought up in. He was very discriminatory against the Jews. And that's just, that's all he was taught growing up. That was part of his heritage and his culture. But um, Mordecai was the son of Kish, just like King Saul was. And it was King Saul who had failed to execute King Agag, which we see in... 1 Samuel chapters 9 and 15, there's a lot of that in there. We won't really go into that. But um, for Mordecai, to honor a person like Haman and who he was, it would have been an affront to God. It would have been disgraceful to honor this person who had seeked out to destroy those people from the very, very beginning. So that's just a um, little fun fact there. So Mordecai definitely was not having it. He was not having it at all. Um, to give honor to people like Haman, what, an enemy of God's people, was it was unacceptable. But when Haman learned that Mordecai wouldn't bow, his little fragile ego couldn't handle it. 
like he just couldn't deal with it at all he was very very egotistical and so he got angry but instead of just taking out his anger on Mordecai he chose to try to incite a, bell, a rebellion against the entire Jewish population in the country of Persia. So this is the beginning of everything we see. This is the beginning of Haman really sitting down and saying, okay, how can I eliminate these people? So we are in the beginning of him and his evil plot to just destroy every single Jew that resided in that country. And that would have also included the new queen, Esther. So this is also in part to why Esther never revealed her heritage to King Xerxes, because she was a Jew. We okay over there? Okay, we good. Arabella, leave your brother alone. Thanks. Okay, so now we're going to um, kind of go down to verse 7. I'm going to read verse 7 for you. And this is this is um, a fun fact for me is to kind of study how the calendar was back then. And so we see just a little bit of that here. Yeah, I see you got books. In the 12th year of King Xerxes, in the first month, the month of Nisan, the purr, that is the lot, was cast in the presence of Haman to select a day and month, and the lot fell on the twelfth month, the month of Adar. So they were even casting lots back then. So this is something that we see a little bit in the New Testament bit, but quite a bit in the Old. But Haman was just pretty much rolling a dice to try to see when he was going to carry out this attack. And there was... Between this point in time and the point in which the attack was going to be carried out, there was 11 months difference between that time, which I'm sure infuriated Haman quite a bit. But it's important to notice in this point that this is God's way of making... Eh, Bubba, don't eat that. No. Get it out of your mouth. Now. Get it out. You don't need fluff. But it's important to know that this was God's way of making provision for his people. We do not directly see God mentioned anywhere in the book of Esther. And there's another book similar to that situation, the book of Ruth. We don't see God mentioned directly in the book of Ruth. But it's also important just to know that God is always, always working on our behalf in the background. So we may not see him directly, but he is always, hey, he is always working behind the scenes, and it is always for our good. Here, read your book. This is a bug's life. Shapes. Yeah, go tell me a shape. Oh, and now you have shapes in there, too. Yeah, see? Here you go, baby. I'm going to have to read Arabella's book when I'm done with this podcast. So, um, but yeah, God's provision was being made. God was definitely looking at his, for his people. And so we go on to verses 8 to 9. Haman is going to make his petition to the king. Now, Haman had a place in the royal household. He had a position um, as the king's advisor. And so Haman was no pauper. He clearly had money. And verses 8 to 9 talks about 
how he uses that money. Then Haman said to King Xerxes, There is a certain people dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate. So he is going on and on just listing about how the Jews are such awful, awful people. And then he says, And they do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. So Haman was petitioning his case and saying, King, they clearly don't obey you. You shouldn't tolerate them. We need to carry out a punishment against them. And so then he said, If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them. And I will give 10,000 talents of silver to the king's administrators for the royal treasury. So Haman was bribing the king at this point. It is getting really chaotic in here, guys. I am so sorry. But um, 10,000 talents of silver was equivalent to 375 tons or about 340 metric tons. So he was willing to very much endow this operation at any cost. He was taking out the Jews. He didn't care. He was so angered at Mordecai that he was going to carry out wrath on these people who did not even deserve it. So, Haman is definitely the antagonist of our entire story. He is definitely the villain here. So, we're going to go ahead and skip down to verses 10 through 11. The king passes on the signet ring. He hands it off to Haman. And then he says, Keep the money, the king said to Haman, and do with the people as you please. The king didn't want Haman's money, but Haman influenced the king to hand over a very, very important item to Haman, which we will discuss in a minute. But keep in the back of your mind that the signet ring is extremely, extremely important. So remember that. Um, verse 12, then on the 13th day of the first month, the royal secretaries were summoned. They wrote out a script of each province in the language of each people. And Haman just had them write out the orders, write out the decree, and he sent it out. So, verses 12 through 15, um, Haman commanded the royal scribes to write these letters on his behalf from the king. And this is where the royal signet that we just talked about comes into effect. This royal signet, back in these days, acted as the king's seal. Anything with the king's seal on it had to be done. It was law. There was no getting around it. Arabella, please do not drag every single one of those balls out of here. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> but the king's royal seal was law. It was word. So despite the people's confusion of this order, they were very confused. Even in verse 15 it says, but the city of Susa was bewildered. They didn't understand it. They didn't know what was going on. Um, it was still an order that they had to follow. But after all this was said and done, Haman and the king celebrated. They celebrated the future destruction of the Jews, which is kind of sad. The beginning of... Um, well, the middle of verse 15 says, The king and Haman sat down to drink. So they were celebrating the fact that they were going to destroy this entire population of people in their country, which, as I said, was extremely, extremely sad. But we can be served with the constant reminder that God is working on behalf of his people. And he does just the same for us today. 
he is constantly working on our behalf for things that are better for us. So despite all this, despite Haman's plot to destroy the Jews and to carry out this evil, wicked thing, God was still working on behalf of the people and God still works on our behalf today. So no matter what we're going through in our life, no matter who is against us, we always have God on our side and we can make it through anything. Now, I know this episode is just a little bit shorter than our previous episodes, but as I said, things are a little bit chaotic for me right now, but I still wanted to put this out for you guys. And those of you that are watching on YouTube, I'm so glad I get to post this. But um, if you all don't care, just keep my brother in your prayers and just keep my family in your prayers. It's been quite a difficult time for all of us lately. My mom hasn't got to spend any time with the kids because she is Larry's medical POA. She has been in the hospital with him constantly talking to the doctors and things like that. So it's just been extremely chaotic, but God is with us and God is working behind the scenes for our good, just like he does yours. So never forget that. Always remember that when all hope seems lost and we don't have anything to look forward to, God's got us. God's always got us. He's had us from the beginning and he's never letting go. But that is going to be it for today, guys. Chapter three was a short chapter, but it was filled chock full of content. And we will carry on next time. Hopefully this time next week, I will be able to record. If not, when I can. As I said, chaos has completely taken over my life right now, but um, God's blessed us. So thank you all for tuning in to today's podcast, and we will catch you all later.